Welcome to BFNC Living, sponsored by Buffalo Federation of Neighborhood Centers. BFNC Living is a weekly podcast to help us navigate life issues and to help enhance our overall quality of life. We know life has many ups and downs, but a helping hand and a listening ear can help. Each week, we will share stories, feature special guests, answer your questions, and share information and valuable resources available to us in our community. Every Wednesday at 1 p.m., we will explore a variety of topics and be led in uplifting discussions with your host, Daisy Ball. Please follow our show on all podcast platforms, Google, Apple, and Spotify. Simply look for Wuffo Power Podcast, and you will find BFNC Living in the lineup. You can also find us on our website, bfnc.org, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And let's get into today's segment. For this week's topic of BFNC Living, we're going to talk about uh, Buffalo's food insecurity on the east side. And I'm happy to say that I have two wonderful guests in the studio today. I have Pastor Art Hall of the Journey Church and Allison Dahoney of Urban Fruits and Veggies. Welcome to the studio, everybody. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you for you. having me. Yes. Well... Needless to say, you're very well known in community, um, but today we want to learn a little bit more. So I want to start out by asking you a little bit about your background that you're willing to share with us and then talk about how you uh, started in the work that you were doing with uh, the Journey Church Pastor Hall and the Groceries to Seniors program. And then Allison will come to you with uh, the Urban Fruits and Veggies initiative that you started and we'll talk about that. Yeah. Well, thank you again for this opportunity to be able to talk a little bit about what we do. Uh, I'm going to start by saying I was born and raised here in Buffalo, um, and I did my uh, undergrad and grad at the University of Buffalo School of Architecture and Planning. So I'm I'm a uh, urban planner grad, and uh, that's been my passion uh, to see urban communities transformed into sustainable places. Um, my wife and I got married and skipped town and lived in Orlando, Florida for, for about 10 plus years and ended up coming back in 2015. And um, during that time, I had uh, I've been in ministry since 2003 um, and uh, coming back, you know, even prior to leaving, you know, the Lord gave me the vision about, you know, a church, you know, in the city. So coming back, we pursued that and then ended up launching the Journey Church in 2017. Um, and we launched on the east side. And um, by default, my background being um, community development, community organizing, starting out, you know, and then community development and planning, mm -hmm. neighborhood planning. Uh, we were involved in just a lot. And uh, as time progressed, uh, transitioning to, and I'm really just kind of going through this, getting up to groceries to seniors. As we all know, in 2000, uh, 2020, the onslaught of the pandemic had occurred. And uh, with all of the work we've done in the community, we were looking at what is it that we could do. Um, and I remember we actually had uh, our board meeting at my house at my dining room table. And we were throwing around things. We had adopted uh, Futures Academy, a school in the food belt Ooh, neighborhood. Fruitful, yeah. That's where we were. Um, we've done uh, various evangelistic events where we were reaching people. We've partnered with community organizations. We've partnered with the Pratt Willard Center on their summer camp. Uh, so we were really looking at, you know, with all that we do, how can we serve our community during this time? And my wife came up with the idea and said, hey, you know, there's a group of people that have been taking care of us all of our lives. They're the seniors. Mm -hmm. uh, and we need to be concerned about them 
Uh, they are the most vulnerable to this pandemic. They are not going to be able to get out of their homes. Uh, they're not going to be able to shop. Uh, maybe we can send them groceries. And so we talked about it in the plan and we started sending senior groceries to mm -hmm. the cart. Uh, and I always tell everyone we started with just a small thousand dollars. I always tell the story with that because uh, as we started and as we got introduced to donors and partners, um, that lasted for maybe about a week and a half. Mm -hmm. um, and after that, we said, well, you know, Instacart has kind of subsided. Everybody's using Instacart at this time. They're ordering from there. Uh, and we wanted to keep it going. So we got connected with uh, uh, Erie County uh, Social Services and they introduced us to some individuals and we had donors and we had partners. Um, uh, uh, a restaurant, uh, Mad at Northland came and said, hey, listen, whatever you're doing, we want to be a part of it. And so we talked about it and made Northland a distribution site. Mm -hmm. So what we ended up doing was, was uh, recreating um, this model to be a live model with donors and partners. We reached out to a very, very strong partner in BFNZ <laughs> and got seniors and, um, and uh, from the beginning. And we have just, uh, uh, so at that point, we started delivering groceries to the seniors. Mm -hmm. um, it was birthed out of a need. Um, before the year was up, we had raised over $100,000. That's um, amazing. We have had donors from, you know, I don't want to name them all because I know I'll forget somebody, but everyone from the college students to all the way to the major organizations and institutions. Mm -hmm. um, and what is so important about that is that um, everyone was mobilized off of a need to meet in the community. Mm -hmm. Um, we did not talk about, you know, who was going to lead, even though that it was led by the church. But everyone came and it reminded me of the body of First Corinthians 12, that we all are many, many members, but not everyone has the same office. And everyone contributed to their part, their task in their own way, with their own strength and their own gift. Mm -hmm. And it was just a beautiful sight to see this melting pot of all of these organizations that just came and said, you know, hey, here's what we can do. Um, and got behind the vision and just, you know, took off with it. Um, and uh, I am grateful for our relationship specifically with BFNC because we got to the point where we didn't want to encroach on, you know, we were growing and this thing was, was moving and had a life of its own. And uh, we were just being stewards over it. Um, and uh, now our relationship with BFNC was not only serving the seniors of BFNC and participating with you and your program, um, but also now uh, partnering with regards to space. And this has just been absolutely amazing. Um, well, let's hold right there because yeah. I know we could talk about we that. Uh, I love seeing all the backgrounds, the, the background work that happens with the program. And I can tell you from, you know, all walks of different life that people participate yeah. and it's all in love, which yeah. I think is really amazing. And yeah. we have a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, yeah. but it's also a lot, a lot of fun. And, you know, we can laugh at each other. We can pray with each other. <laughs> we can, yeah. you know, talk about issues and concerns and 
And, you know, what I love about your program is that not only do seniors get confirmation calls before the bags are being delivered, mm -hmm. but then on top of that, your team follows up yeah. after they've gotten their deliveries and your team prays with everybody. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I think that that alone yeah. is huge. So, I, you know, I, I didn't know how much in depth you wanted me to go. But, uh, yeah, what you know, we wanted to be able to provide the touch. Mm -hmm. It was important for us to be able to provide the touch. And so our internal administrative team, which is led by my wife, uh, Rashika, um, you know, we said, listen, here's how we need to lay this out. You know, we need to make sure that either the senior is going to be home or somebody is going to be home with them. Mm -hmm. you know, we want to make sure that whoever referred them. And so we have a database of you know, a big uh, shout out and recognition to Eight Days of Hope who helped us with a form that mm -hmm. we created on our website. So you can go on the website, you can put in a senior's information. And what is the website? It's journeychurchbuffalo.com. Okay. Journeychurchbuffalo.com. Make sure I say that clear in the microphone. Um, and you can put the senior's information in and it goes to a database. We have a team that cleans up the database calls, make the initial calls to make sure those seniors are uh, confirmed, make sure they're going to be home on the time of delivery, uh, make sure that we have their referrals information. Uh, on the day of delivery, we have volunteer packers, we have volunteer drivers, we have a, a shopping team, we shop for the groceries now. Um, and then once the delivery is complete, yeah, we are a church. We're a ministry. We want to make sure that our seniors have uh, uh, not only received their delivery, their groceries, and not only received their hot meal, and I'll talk about that in a minute, um, but also so that we can pray with them and let, let them know that, you know, we are thinking about you. Mm -hmm. We are concerned. We want to make sure that you're okay and just give them that personal touch. Um, and it's that sense of connectedness that's really important. The sense of connectedness. And so in connectedness, I don't yes. want to be remiss because we have Allison here. And I can get there because she provides our produce. Exactly. <laughs> and so Urban Fruits and Veggies, Allison, who is truly amazing. Yeah. If you all have not met Allison, you need to because she's truly, so, her story is truly amazing. And yeah. so Allison, please share with us a little bit about your background and how Urban Fruits and Veggies came about. Sure. Thank you, Daisy. It's so nice to be here with. Thank you, Daisy. It's so nice to be here with you and Art. Um, yeah. So, uh, urban fruits and veggies came about um, out of a concerned prior local politician for his district, former um, Maston District and Majority Councilman Damone Smith talk to me about, you know, we don't have fruits and vegetables, people don't have access. And at the time, I was still in my career. I spent 20 years in insurance. And so I started to do some research about the situation. And I realized that I could create a business, but it also had to have uh, a side that had a social impact. Right. So we have a public-private partnership. Buffalo Go Green is our um, not-for-profit arm. Urban Fruits and Veggies is the for-profit arm. And um, together, this one entity has been able to do some things in the community and partner with the amazing folks on the ground that are working diligently to kind of tackle all the things that we see as uh, that need to be um, rectified. So we started in 2014 
and um, we built our urban farm right in East Buffalo. Um, we built the farm, we got a mobile market, and we had our first contract in 2014, and we haven't stopped since. So what do we do? We're an urban agriculture organization. We're growers, distributors, but our overarching mission is wellness and nutrition education in underserved communities. Erie County is one of the sickest counties in New York State. Wow. And that just got reaffirmed a couple weeks ago. There was an article in the newspaper with our numbers are deplorable. Um, and and so much of, of, of um, Pastor Art Hall's story rings true for me. It wasn't my idea, just like it wasn't his idea. But I'm the type of person that I may not come up with the idea, but once I hear it, I can make it happen. I can make it come to fruition. So, um, so that's kind of how Urban Fruits and Veggies and Buffalo Go Green came to be. Um, and, you know, what we found is that there's just so much need and there's so much good work going on in our community that um, we can all share and look to each other for what is your area of expertise and how can we partner and yeah. both get and work together to get the job done. Which is why I appreciate the both of you so much, mm-hmm. because I know, Allison, we started conversations about uh, BFNC and uh, trying to cultivate our food security programs, not only for our seniors, but community in general. And I remember specifically you came to see us at the Moot Center and talk with us about it and offered a lot of different suggestions. And I mean... And and really, you were so genuine when we were, you know, trying to explore, well, what can we do? Because we all knew this was needed. You were already launching your your, your project, and yet you were saying, no, I can help. What do we need to do? And providing suggestions. And so, you know, I can tell you from, uh, from an organizational standpoint, that was huge for us because it's one thing to be offer the cooked meals at the Moot Center, which is what we were doing at the time, but then thinking about our seniors, how can we make sure they have access to fresh produce when they go home. Uh, Also figuring out how we can grow things at the site. And I know we've talked about it and tried different things and you've always been a champion for us. And so that's one of the things that I really respect about uh, you and your organization. And Pastor Hall, the same thing, because I recall very specifically when you said, okay, we're adopting the Mooters. What are we going to (laughs) do? And next thing I know, you know, as we're in this pandemic, um, you know, you reached out to me and said, we want to be able to assist with making sure all the seniors have access to food. And I know I was out doing shopping and and at Wegmans at five o'clock in the morning when the pandemic set with shopping lists for different folks. And and so you helped us mobilize it on such a larger scale. So when Groceries to Seniors came about, it was a no brainer to us to, to collaborate and really figure out how to make it all work. So what I respect about uh, uh your organizations, you know, separately and together is that, you know, no task was too big or too small and there was no challenge that we couldn't overcome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that was the main thing about it, because, you know, typically when you ask people, oh, can you help me with this? There's a lot of red tape. Right. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any of that. It was just like, what do we need to do? Yeah. How can we help and how can we execute it? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, Allison, since you've started and been at this for a while, what has been your biggest challenge in terms of capacity and what are some of the things that are needed? 
So, yeah, um, capacity is always a challenge. Getting enough, because we continue to grow, um, we need, you know, skilled folks who are in the agriculture and horticulture industry, and that is becoming a huge challenge. Not only for me, it's a huge challenge in western New York because, as most people may or may not know, we have thousands of beautiful farms right in western New York. Yeah. And all rural and urban, all of us are struggling for skilled workers or even folks who are interested in this work. And um, I think we have to remember that especially for African Americans in this country, um, farming and our connection to the land has been so cut off. And the stigma of working on the land, you know, we have in our heads that it's the land and it was not the land that ever did us any harm. As a matter of fact, the land brought us the comfort and the food. And so shifting that mindset uh, to get people interested in this type of work is a challenge. Um, We're always raising money, um, working now that we're doing a lot of policy work. Um, We're working with the state and on a federal level to change policies that are systemic and have plagued um, the brown and black communities for many, many years. So that's a challenge, but, you know, we're working through it. Um, Access to land Mm -hmm. is a challenge because here in our city now, you know, land is at a premium and it's not readily available for folks. So those are some of the challenges. Okay. And in terms of the different uh, uh, community partners that you have, and I know seniors have, have been huge benefactors of the Urban Fruits and Veggies program, and I know especially through the Groceries to Seniors and through your collaboration, which, uh, guys, you ought to know, they Allison's uh, veggie bags are amazing. You should <laughs> yes, see the heads of yes. cabbage and lettuce yes. and the eggplants that are like the size of a bat. A bat. <laughs> like, they're... They're huge, and uh, they're they're really amazing. And so, Allison, I know you have a, a, a like a, a grocery order form, like a, a veggie order box. That's what it is, a veggie box. Can you talk about that program a little bit? Yeah. So um, initially, we wanted our programs to be where um, folks had choice instead of just getting a box and getting home and going, "What is it?" But we realized that for the groceries to seniors program because it's so specialized and because seniors are in a position where they really just need to get something healthy and nutritious delivered to their door, it works out better. Um, So we kind of target which spaces we feel like we want to have open markets and which spaces we want to have packaged bags and boxes. Mm -hmm. Um, So we lean more towards the open markets with the exception of like groceries for seniors. And, And, you know, when we were starting this collaboration, getting back to, you know, focusing on what we all do best, you know, uh, one of the things that Pastor Hall said was, you know, we follow up with prayer. And I said, okay, that's not our expertise. We're not following up with prayer. So we're going to deliver the groceries for seniors and their team is going to take it from there. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like when, um, when you work like that, you do cut through the red tape, you know, when we all kind of, you know, um, 
acknowledge where we stay in our lane and acknowledge where we cross over and where we grow and we expand. Mm -hmm. And which is really important. And I know, Pastor, the Groceries of Seniors program, what were what were your numbers in terms of reach? Because I know uh, you had done some reporting and the numbers astounded us when we realized how many seniors had gotten served. Yeah. Uh, within uh, over these past two years, we I think we reached uh, nearly about 10,000 seniors. Wow. Um, when we first started, we had a uh, we had a, a sizable grant uh, to run us about six months, and then after that, we had donors give to continue it, and then others continue to give. So we just kept going for the next year and a half. Um, but uh, um, a little over ten thousand, little over ten thousand seniors. Um, we have over uh, sixty, sixty-five. I think maybe now partners. Uh, and volunteers, uh, we have, um, I think it's uh, uh, somewhere around 15,000 pounds of food uh, that we tried to, wow. you know, uh, uh, calculate as well. So the reach has been uh, fantastic. And I think the, the most important thing is, you know, we look at, um, you know, seniors who register or those who register seniors every month. Um, we do know those seniors that absolutely need those grocery bags, so those are repeat seniors that we have. Uh, so we're glad that every month we're able to just meet the need. Yeah, and I think what also is really important uh, about the, the initiative is that in the follow-ups with the seniors, uh, if you find that there are other social determinants that need to be addressed, you're linking yeah. them with partner agencies yes. like BFNC yes. Social Services. Yes. A big issue is housing, I know. Yes. Uh, you know, that's yes. that's always going to be a concern for yeah. the senior population because there's not just not enough right. quality senior housing in our city. Yeah. And I know um, there are a lot of different initiatives that are going to be coming on online yeah. to address that. Yes. But it's it's that connectedness, right? Mm -hmm. and, and finding our lanes and where we can come together and, and provide an, uh, a support where they didn't have one before that's so important. Yeah. And so what's next for both of your organizations? Um, you know, Food insecurity, obviously, Allison, you mentioned that it's it's not a new issue. It's been something that's been going on for such a long time. And I would definitely be remiss. We know we had a huge tragedy happen in our city at a grocery store on the east side um, that has definitely, uh, you know, brought a lot more attention to the issue. So what do you feel is going to be happening next or how can we come together to continue to broaden our, you know, our ability to be able to help our community with food access? Um, you know, I'm hopeful, Daisy. I'm hopeful that uh, this unfortunate and horrific tragedy and those 10 beautiful souls who've lost their lives and all the folks who've been traumatized by um, this event, you know, I'm hopeful that this will, you know, help those that may not have understood, meaning those in a position of power. Maybe they didn't understand um, the need, like pastor and I see out every day, get the phone calls, you know. So maybe they didn't understand. So maybe now they understand that we have got to have a strong local food system. Mm -hmm. um, there's a great article in NPR that came out this morning that's talking about 
the war in Ukraine, um, climate change, and, you know, lack of access to water. And we have got to strengthen our food system. Without food, none of us exist. And there are projects, beautiful, great projects, waiting to be just ignited. And um, I'd be happy to talk to anyone about it um, at any time that can begin to rectify the systemic problem in our city. Okay. Now, if someone said, well, you know, I want to grow in my backyard. If someone said, well, you know, I have a building what can I do? I know at when at BFNC we've had folks come to us and say, especially in the fruit belt, oh well, I can I can you know set some uh, plots over here and we can you know dig up the soil and plant here. And I know uh, we're not supposed to do that. You know we're supposed to be talking about raised beds and things of that nature. So where does someone start? Do they reach out to you or do how does someone get into Growing and trying to contribute to the system, and, and so and so, I will just talk about the three projects that I am most familiar with, and the three and the two leaders of those projects. Um, if someone wants help in their backyard, they can call Freedom Gardens. That's what they specialize. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to see a brick and mortar, which we will need a grocery outlet, they can call Alex at African Heritage Co-op about his co-op. If someone wants to talk about farming and growing on a larger scale and they are interested in supporting wellness and access to wellness in our community, they can call me about our Holistic Wellness and Agricultural Education Center. These three projects, we don't need one or the other. We need all three and we need them yesterday. That's amazing. And Pastor, in terms of the need, the seniors that, you know, you've reached out to and continue to do distributions. And I know you have one coming up on Saturday Saturday. and uh, you expanded the distribution in light of what's been going on in our city. Um, How how do you what are the plans for the future? Yeah, well, let me uh, take just maybe five seconds to address, uh, you know, what happened a couple of weeks ago on the 14th. Uh, this was a domestic terrorist attack by a white supremacist. Um, and this was not just an attack, uh, it's an attack on, on African Americans. But because it was tops, it was not just a place where people go to shop. There were other activities it's where they, they cash checks and do other banking things. So in essence, it was almost a hub. Um, and when you, when you take that away, it really exposes um, uh, what resources we are, uh, that we have in our communities um, and how resource allocation uh, is being determined. So what we, and it's funny that we, we're talking about this because Allison and I already talked. Um, uh, about six months into this thing, I called Allison. I said, look, we need some produce. And she's like, okay, I got you. How many bags do you need? And so we started, you know, partnering with And she's um, gotten calls like that from me too. Providing <laughs> <laughs> seniors. <laughs> you know, we got, we got the bag of groceries. We partner with one yeah. black-owned business a month to be able to provide the hot meal with the seniors and one bag of produce from Urban Fruits and Veggies. That's what the seniors get. 
Um, we will be in position, uh, what I hope to see and be a part of is a mobilization effort. I think we need three things. We need healing, we need planning, and we need strategic mobilization. Yeah. Everyone is doing such a fantastic job providing resources at a supplemental, you know, opportunity. You know, we don't have the grocery store open right now. People are doing foods, tops, you know, set up a satellite site at the resource council. Uh, you have uh, uh, organizations and teams that are out there providing, and it is beautiful. It is a beautiful site. Um, I would like for us because we're going to be doing some additional things come June and moving forward. Especially in the summer months, which it, really yes. that's where the, the, the mobile markets, yes. which BFNC has too, yes. um, uh, you know, the, the farmer's markets throughout the city, yeah. uh, you know, all these different things that happen, the festivals that have all the fresh foods, the artisan markets, yeah. um, all of those come online. So we know the summers are typically the, 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 the hopping points yeah. of, of folks being able to get access. Yeah. So we'll be reaching out to our partners, uh, we will have an opportunity this summer um, to do some things in addition to groceries to seniors. Okay. I won't reveal it just yet. You That's know, fine. We'll put some things in place um, uh, so that we can serve the broader community. Um, and we would still like to do it in a delivery fashion. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be something that uh, we'll be rolling out. Uh, we do want to expand. Uh, groceries to seniors will stay the same. We'll always serve our seniors. It will never cost a dime to the seniors. We'll always continue to call them. Love on our seniors. Okay, you heard that, everybody. He said it doesn't cost anybody a dime, <laughs> a dime. to get a grocery bag. Groceries to seniors. Okay. <laughs> um, but we do want to be able to, and we will have an opportunity to reach the broader community with food distribution. But we don't want to be another silo. We have partners such as Allison and Alex and others who have some wonderful things going on that we can partner with to be able to create this hub of a resource and do some distribution. That's amazing. Well, I want to just give you a couple of updates on, on BFNC, and you've both been collaborating with us forever. Um, we're going to, uh, again, have our mobile markets this year. One is going to be at the Westminster Commons uh, at 421 Monroe Street, and then also the Moot Center, which is 292 High. But then on top of that, uh, we will be doing um, a grocery in the in the fall winter months when the markets typically shut down, we're going to be doing the food bags, the grocery bags again. So I'll send one thing to talk <laughs> about, about that. Um, on top of that, you know, one of the things that we realized even prior to all of this uh, happening occurrence, you know, two weeks ago, uh, we were, you know, in the pandemic, food is getting really expensive. You know, it's just I was at Tops yesterday and I and I had two bags and spent almost a hundred dollars and said, "Whoa!" Um, uh, so one of the initiatives that we have uh, uh, through a grant, we were able to receive some funding to provide grocery cards for folks um, who need some additional assistance. Uh, so you can reach out to the Hope Center um, uh, for anyone that's hearing this uh, at BFNC to be able to find out more information about the grocery card program. Um, but then on top of that, you know, our goal is to always uh, uh, provide access points for produce. Uh, we do have two community gardens that are coming online again. We're very, very, well, one coming online again at the Moot Center, um, but then also on top of that at uh, the neighborhood house, right in the Fruit Belt as well, our youth uh, have uh, uh, worked very hard over the past few weeks, and now they have uh, a garden as well. Uh, we also want to thank Grassroots Gardens because they provided some, uh, some seedlings for us and some things, and so we're expanding as well. But all of that could not have come online without 
um, without uh, uh, the guidance that Allison provided us uh, when she came out to see us all those years ago <laughs> to talk to us about it. And then what I what I respect, Allison, is you always check in with us. You know what's going on, what what you have going on next, and figuring out ways to collaborate. Um, we also have a food pantry at the neighborhood house. So if you all didn't know, on Thursdays we do have a food pantry. You could go to neighborhood house right at seventy six um, Orange Street and be able to get. Um, um, some some things and when I say pantry items, dairy, canned goods, fresh breads, uh, some veggies, meats, which are always important. Um, so being able to provide access to that. Uh, but then on top of that, I know that there are going to be some other things coming online that uh, I will be able to share soon. So I know all of us will be having some more conversations in the background about some of the initiatives that BFNC has going on. But the collaboration, um, Pastor, with Groceries to Seniors has been amazing. I know a lot of the seniors are very thankful for it. They chase me down. When's that next grocery bag coming? <laughs> Amen. And Allison, when they when uh, they love your bag so much that you know sometimes they forget it's groceries to seniors and just folks will come and grab the bags. So uh, you know, but that's that's important. You know, the folks know that you're out here, that you're doing that work, and that we're that we're all working coll collectively to make this difference. And so, I applaud the both of you because I know this is not just about providing. Um, a, some, a resource that's needed, but I also know the work that goes behind it. So it has to be a labor of love. You know, Allison, I know you didn't leave an insurance job to just do this without it being a labor of love. And so, and your team always has a smile on their face every time I see them. So, which makes a big difference. So I just want to thank the both of you for coming in today and just sharing, you know, your initiatives with the community. Now, if folks want to get involved. How can they get in contact with you? So our website is buffalogogreen.org or um, mrogers at buffalogogreen.org. Uh, with the Journey Church, you can go to journeychurchbuffalo.com, uh, click on um, Get Involved, and there is a link to volunteer. You can do that. Uh, or you can go to our Facebook page, at the Journey Church Buffalo, and there are ways to get involved there as well. All right. And so there you have it. If you want to get involved, reach out to them, look at their websites. Their phone numbers are listed on there. And also, if you need to reach BFNC, you can reach us at 853-0600, extension 132, and we will be happy to connect you. So thank you. This is our BFNC living episode for this week, and we're talking about food insecurity in Buffalo and all of the wonderful folks out here that are helping to make a difference. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you.